The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star. And before we get into things today, I'd just like to give our listeners a gentle reminder to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, those of you who listen in and tune into the podcast on a regular basis will know that normally I'm joined by Star Sport Editor, Kieran McCarthy. I'm flying solo this week as Kieran is on holidays, but he will be back next week. And luckily for us, before he went away, he caught up with our special guest on the podcast, Erica O'Shea. Erica was in Australia last year playing Aussie Rules with North Melbourne, where she became the youngest ever Irish athlete to play the game. She's back in Ireland for the moment and looking forward to the championship ahead. And she caught up with Kieran just to chat about adjusting from GAA to Aussie Rules and now back again her time abroad and the bond the younger Cork players have already formed. Just before we get to that though, there's been some big news this week, which came in the form of the Sam Maguire draw, which took place yesterday. John Cleary's team have been drawn in group one. I will be joined by the winner of the Munster final, which will be Kerry or Clare, the runner up of the Leinster final in Dublin or Loud, and last year's division one league winners, Mayo. So either way, it looks like a tough draw for Cork. Nobody would have really wanted to draw Mayo out of pot three, while the potential for a group containing Cork, Kerry, Dublin and Mayo is pretty mouthwatering. And just to remind people on that, the group stage will consist of three games. So there's one home, one away and one at a neutral venue. Um, for Cork, it would be the, the Mayo game would be a neutral game. It would be away against either... Dublin or Loud and at home against Kerry or potentially getting a little bit of revenge against Clare for the loss in the Munster semi-final. The teams that finish in the top place will go straight into the quarterfinals while second and third place teams will head into preliminary quarterfinals first. So while it is a tough group for the Rebels either way, you'd still think that there is a pretty good chance of them getting out of the group at the very least, especially if they can replicate some of the good performances from the league campaign earlier this year. We'll have more on the draw in this week's Southern Star. There's news from Jeremy McCarthy on that and also Holly O'Sullivan's inside track column focuses on Cork's chances this year. But for now, we're going to Jump on over to Kieran and Erica, who caught up last week 
ahead of the championship kicking off. I'm delighted to be joined by Cork ladies footballer Erica O'Shea as part of Super Value's launch of the GAA All Ireland Senior Football Championship and its hashtag community includes everyone campaign. Sponsors of the championship for 14th consecutive season, Super Value were joined by Gaelic Games role models and advocates from across the country in Croke Park last week to highlight the role of GA communities in making Ireland a more diverse, inclusive and welcoming country for all. So, Erica, last time we had you on this podcast, you were about to leave these shores and show the, the world of Aussie rules what a McFoom woman can do with an oval, an oval ball, where uh, obviously your first se- season is down. Was it everything you expected over in Australia? Was it more? I think it was definitely more. Um, the experience was unbelievable, obviously, but it was a completely different sport. I had to pick up from scratch, and that was hard, but... It was an experience that I wouldn't trade for anything and I'm excited now to go back once the Cork season's over. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to that now as well. What were the big challenges that you faced going over there? Because it was your, your, your first time leaving the country for a long stint like that. You were leaving home, you were leaving your football family behind you as well. But it was a, you, you embraced that new adventure in um, in Melbourne. Yeah, like it was definitely hard to leave the Cork girls last year for the team, but um, I was so excited to go back to the girls this year and they were all so welcoming, thank God. But um no, like it was like it was a hard experience because I've never been away from home like that far anyway. The furthest I've been is Limerick now, so that was kinda hard and yeah, it was it was a lot of homesickness, but the girls in North Melbourne were really good to me too, so it kinda helped me that way. And the physicality of the sport was definitely another thing that I found really challenging. But the training and stuff kinda helped that. But yeah, it was, it was okay. It was a good experience anyway. But you're the sort of an individual who wants to challenge themselves. So you you left Ireland, you went to a different country, you, you took up a new sport, which was a new challenge. You mentioned the physicality of it there to get used to that. But you did embrace the challenge. Yeah, definitely. Like I took it all in and even the training, I found like it was a big help to me coming back to Cork. Just physically, I, I definitely was stronger than when I was last with Cork. So that kind of way, there was a lot of benefits and stuff. And obviously the kicking and stuff is very different. Like the kicking, you have to kick straight on and back home, you hook kick it. So that was kind of hard to get back into. But we're getting there slowly, so that's the main thing. What was the highlight? So looking on your, your first season in North Melbourne, any one moment stand out? I think playing on like the MCG, it's like the Crow Park of like their AFL. And we got the chance to play there. And a lot of the girls have never played there before and they thought it was an unbelievable experience. And the stadium itself was huge. It was it was actually amazing to run on the pitch with the girls because you would be in shock. <laughs> and as well as that, it, it, it wasn't all kind of strawberries and cream. It wasn't all good news. You did suffer an eye injury over there at one point that kind of derailed you for a small bit. Fill us, fill us in on that of what happened and, and how, how things were covered. Yeah, so it was kind of a weird one. Like In AFL, I suppose you never know what to expect. They're all like freak accidents. And um, I remember Breed Stack had one as well. I think she did something to her neck and she nearly got paralyzed or something. So that kind of way, there's always like a freak accident that could happen. And I suppose it's the same with every sport, but it's just higher risk in AFL. And I was running down for a ball and I bent down whatever way I turned. I either got an elbow into the eye or the ball into the eye, but I, I fell on the floor anyway and I couldn't see anything. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And they tried to drag me off the pitch, like the doctors and stuff. And I was like, no, I'm grand. I was like, it'll come back in a second. And I kept trying to play. And um, they wouldn't leave me play, obviously. So they took me off. And I was like, I was giving out to them saying they were dramatic and everything. And 
I came off the pitch and then I still didn't get my vision back. And then they were like, oh, I'm going to send her into hospital because well, the doctor went up in the light and my eye wasn't reacting. So I was just like, the black part of her eye should be like dilating and it wasn't. And um, she said she could see it filling like up. So she didn't know what it was, but she was like, oh, I think it's blood. So she took me into hospital and it turns out I got like an extreme hypemia. So it just blocked my vision. Okay. and wait for that to like drain and stuff to see if I can get my vision back and I did thank god but it was just one of those things that was like a freak accident and I had my pressure was like double of what was meant to be in my eye so they had to wait for the pressure to come down to consider flying and stuff and it was just scary that way mm-hmm. but like my mom and my sister actually flew out to me to help me out so it was actually good they surprised me and that made, made a huge help for me when I was over there and you have had you a huge fan club back back here in Cork and Ireland. Everyone, everyone cheering you on, especially from from home in McCroom. I suppose they're all delighted to get you home this year and your back line out with Cork. So you talked there, Erica, about the, the different style of kicking from going from Gaelic football to Aussie rules. So what's it like going back from Aussie rules to Gaelic football to, to start hooking your kick again? I think it's definitely easier to go from Gaelic to Aussie rules and not Aussie rules back to Gaelic because it's just completely different fitnesses and I think when you have the fitness of GA it's so much easier in every sport because you're just so fit and fast mm-hmm. and power of the running and stuff it's just it's just a lot easier to go to a different sport from that but going from AFL to that was very hard because they're like more slow paced endurance I found it was like long distance running and like there wouldn't be that much sprinting as there is in like football anyway so that kind of way, it was a lot harder to come home to play GA than it was to go over, I found. Just completely different fitnesses, you need for two different sports. And even, like I said, kicking the ball. I remember years ago when Ty Kennelly came back with Kerry, it took him months to actually to look natural kicking a Gaelic football again. Obviously, he had a whole career playing with the Swans in, uh, in the Aussie rules. But for, for you, so to get back kicking a Gaelic football again, had you had you practiced much over or had you parked up the O'Neill's ball once you left for Australia? They were like, I brought the ball to the, the odd training all right now. And like the girls had a kick around to me, like the Aussie, Aussie girls, and they didn't know what they were doing. So we just kind of like just the crack. Like I'd say we did that like two or three times, but like it was nothing serious. So it was definitely, I was very rusty coming back now. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> we're getting there slowly. It's amazing. And how was it like coming back into this Cork setup? Because it's a bit different to when you left, the likes of Orla Finn is retired, Martina. Martin O'Brien, Orla Farmer, some of the more experienced heads have, have decided to exit stage left and it's the, the younger generation now, obviously with your Sullivans from Ornevi and so on, but you've a lot of the younger players now having to stand up. So what's it what's been like coming back into the car camp? Yeah, it's it was really exciting to be honest. Because I left last year halfway through the season, I felt like I didn't get like the full like year out of it anyway, obviously. And I didn't get to put my full potential into it. And I was kind of like annoyed that I didn't get to finish it last year. So I was so happy to come back. And the girls were really welcoming. And the management have been really good. Like Paul, the SNC, he's been managing my load because it's just, it was a lot coming from with North stuff to do here and having court training as well. So Paul was just unbelievable. And going back into court, it was just, even this year, I see there's such a bond between the girls. Like there's obviously a lot of young girls coming up and like there's only a few more experienced kind of girls still there. But like the bond between all of them is is so good. Like it's one of the closest teams I've been to that when I came in, I was like, oh, this is like a proper like team. So it was nice to see that too. And yeah, like I'm really enjoying it so far. So 
How did you find finding your feet in the league? Did it take you long to get up to speed? Yeah, I feel like it did. Like, I, I feel like no one really said to me now, but like I, I found like I was a bit like, just I just found it hard to get straight back into it. I feel like every girl from playing AFL or every lad as well would say it would be hard to go straight back into it. So the league was good, you know, just to try to get a few games under my belt again. So we're into the championship now. Cork, you began against Tipperary last weekend. It's a Munster championship now, the round robin, then lead into the All Ireland. So what's the, the hope and target, Erica? Yeah, just train as hard as we can and just push on and see how far we get. There's such competition this year and it's an open championship. So we're just hoping to train hard and put our heads down. Um, you took part in a, in a Q&A in our annual sports review last Christmas and we asked you about your role models and you you picked Lily Delacour and I think that's a, that's quite important because the Super Value launch too was, was talking about role models so I just want to ask you about your role models growing up the likes of Lily De, Delacour the, the people who you looked up to that would definitely be Lily Delacour and even Orla Finn like she was another one I hugely looked up to like Lily Delacour now she would have been my teacher in school and just watching her play at the level she did and balance like teaching a class and like just correcting all her work and we had essays and essays and she'd have them all on time like all these like little things and I was like she's playing at such a high level I don't know how she's like balancing both and even Orla Finn as well like she's a girl I looked up to hugely and I remember watching like all the games when I was like 16 in the stands and then I went to playing alongside her at 18 and I remember being like all for like running on the pitch with her and I was like oh my god she's literally my idol but it's so important for 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 young 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 girls and boys to have role models to, to kind of look up to because someone you can aspire to to be like. And in some ways, Eric, even though you're so young, you're now a role model for for, for young young boys and girls coming up because what 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 you've achieved, your your story up to where you are now, an all star footballer who who left Cork went to play Aussie Rules and you're back again now. So you've showed young young girls and boys in in Cork that there is there there are different roads and paths to take. So would you be conscious that? Already, that you're a, you are a role model. I wouldn't really think so, <laughs> but obviously, if if someone came up to me, I, like, and if I, I got any texts, like I've got a few texts of girls, like being like, "How do I approach trials and stuff?" And I'd help them in any way I could. And like, I know, like, if I went to my role models when I was younger, they would have been so good to me. Like, I know if I contacted Laura Finn, she would have done anything for me. Same with Lily Delacour in school. If I asked her anything, she would have been there in a heartbeat. So that kind of way, I, just, I want to be there for people if they do approach me and stuff, but I, I wouldn't think I was a role model anyway. And you also said in our Christmas sports review, some of your targets are to win an AFLW medal with North Melbourne and also win an All-Ireland with Cork. So they're two goals you really want to achieve, I presume. Yeah, definitely. I can just push on with both teams and train as hard as we can. And hopefully I'll get both this year, but we'll have to wait and see. What's the plan? So play the play the championship with Cork, and then is it head out to North Melbourne straight after? Yeah. So my plan is just to finish out the Cork season, and whenever that is over, I'll get the next flight out to Melbourne. And the season date came out this morning, saying the first match is the first week of August, I think. Okay. Or first week of September. It was the first week of September. Sorry. So it's um it was like the first September is the date that the weekend would start at the games. So at least then the championship will be well over. And all that, so I'm like, I'll be able to balance both, so it's good. We're seeing more and more footballers head out down to the AFLW. If if someone came to you from from Cork, and I hope Shane isn't listening to this podcast now, would just uh, would um would would your advice to be to to those players to just to embrace that opportunity because it is it is a once in a lifetime chance to 
live in a different country, sample a different sport, live, sample and get to embrace a new culture as well. Yeah, definitely. I feel like when I was leaving in management, for really understanding. So it was kind of good that way. But like for any girl that's been approaching me, like I know a girl texts me from like random counties like Cavan and Kildare and all these places asking me what my opinion was for them going. And what I'd say to them is just like, if it's an opportunity that you want to do and obviously you should go for it. I know it's hard leaving teams behind and stuff, but like you might be able to balance both. Like I'm able to balance both now, which is good. And so is like the likes of Vicky Wall and the other girls and Rachel Kearns. And you'd be able to balance it if you really want to. That's the main thing. And I think for the opportunity to go abroad and play professional sport, it's it's just something you can't really pass up. But I couldn't pass up anyway. I wanted to give it a go. And I knew it's something I'd regret in the long run if I didn't. That's why I kind of said to the girls, and like the opportunity mightn't be there again next year because every year there's a new footballer, the new new player of the year, all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, you don't know what's going to happen. So I was like, if the opportunity comes, you should really think about it before you say no. And... Yeah, it's something I still stand by, to be honest. Final question. So just on the same topic, the, the fact that you can play the full championship year with Cork and then you're going out to play Aussie rules, you talked about that balance there. Like, that's so important. Like, you're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, like, I'm actually so grateful to North Melbourne because when we sat there with them a few months ago, we were chatting and we were like, we were saying we'd prefer to play, like, our counties back home and that if we want to play our best footy here, like, we'd have to play with football back home. And they kind of, they were really understanding. They kind of approached it in a way that they want us to be dual athletes. So if that means we want, we have to play with Cork and we'll play well in Aussie rules and we come over, then that's something that they wanted us to do. So they're actually really understanding club. And I'd say we're actually one of the luckiest people that we got that club and on a different club that wouldn't let us. So yeah, we're actually, I can't thank them enough for letting me go back and do what I love and then go back over. Oh, fantastic. And thank you so much for your taking time out of your busy schedule. Eric, get to chat to us on the podcast and best of luck with Cork and North Melbourne this season. Thanks so much, Kieran. It was lovely speaking to you. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport podcast and now it's just time for us to take a quick look ahead to this week's star sports section that comes out tomorrow thursday 4th of may and as always there is lots to look forward to we have reaction to cork's sam mcguire draw from jerry mccarthy and holly o'sullivan in his inside track column as briefly mentioned earlier we also have match reports from both games at Parky Cueve on Sunday as cork's reign as camogie senior champions came to an end with their first loss to waterford their first competitive loss to Waterford in eight years. Senior hurling manager Pat Ryan was happy with his side's comprehensive victory over the Desha in their opening Munster Championship match, which took place on Sunday as well. Um, Munster LGFA has confirmed that Cork's provincial clash with Waterford will take place in Ahamilla in Clonakilty. That's on the 14th of May, so not too far away at this stage. And that'll be a big occasion as it'll be the first time a senior LGFA game has taken place in Ahamilla. We also have match report from uh, Skibbereen Community School as they surrendered their Simcox Cup crown at the weekend to Klausha on Spridnave of Ballincollig. And there's also news from Mount St. Michael School in Ross Carberry. 
who won the Shield section of the Dr. Herdehy Cup. There's a whole lot more to look out for this week as well in the Star Sports section, but you'll have to pick up a copy on Thursday to find out more on the latest West Cork sporting news. Just briefly as well, in the main section, the always popular West Cork Farming Awards were announced, were launched for 2023 last week. They'll feature a new format and we have all the information you need to know in this week's paper as well. As always, if you're further afield or you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star e-paper and get the Southern Star on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just go to subscribe.southernstar.ie Enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week. And as always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast. And thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcasts wherever you get yours. And we'll be back again next week with Kieran McCarthy in tow, I promise. Thanks for listening.